or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Oh, man, I needed that. Oh, wait, are we on the air? We're on the air. Oh, no, no, never mind. No, no. No, man, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything, man. No, no, I got nothing here. I'm not nothing. Don't check my stash. Well, you better explain, Howard, because you were making some funny noises there. It's Pepsi, folks. It's Pepsi. It's Pepsi time. I gave in to my Pepsi. Uh, I told you sometime during the course of the morning, I was say, Bob, could you grab me a Pepsi? And that time has arrived. That time has arrived. Coffee is done. Still have a little green water here. I'll kind of mingle that with my Pepsi, but... Yeah, baby. See what you just did. I did that at three o'clock this morning. That that's oh. that jolt, that good taste. That <laughs> man, it's time to wake up. You get up right out of right out of bed at that point. Where's my Pepsi? Yeah. Pepsi, Pepsi. I woke up and had um, actually Perrier water again. So it's uh, it didn't. What did that do for you, Howard? Uh, I mean, it, yeah, I was dry, so it gave me some. But I, it didn't give me any. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 8.10 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. We've got a lot to do over this hour. Coming up in a minute or two, Brad McElhenney from Metro News talking about a Texas man suing West Virginia over the 14th Amendment and Donald Trump and the reaction thereof. We'll talk about that. Jennifer is in at uh, 8.30 with our travel show, as always. McCabe and I have a lot to talk about on the Ohio Valley Roundtable uh, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. And you, anywhere along the way on your mind, use the Frio Stack Auction Service text line 304 214 214-1600, or feel free to use the phone line at 304-232-8255. Uh, 55 pretty much across the board, 55 at the airport, 55 at the Highlands, 55 in Elm Grove, 55 here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Going to be a little bit of a gloomy morning. You might see some fog, a little bit of drizzle. When that's done, sunny and a high of 72 today, and then take that forecast and carry it throughout the week, except it's going to get warmer and warmer. We'll be close to 80 uh, by the time we hit the beginning of next okay, week. Okay, vacation days left? I am going on at least one more vacation, but not until uh, Christmas time. Well, maybe we can get our heads together. Maybe one nice day next week we'll go on that picnic we've been talking about. I like that idea. We, have not do- we haven't done that for actually for a couple of years. Sounds like picnic weather next week. Drop by, drop by our good friends at Neely's. Stop at Neely's, yes. Pick up some supplies, some chicken. Oh, yeah, you got to have the Neely's fried chicken. And what else, Bob? Well, I know you like that uh, ham sandwich with uh, Swiss cheese on it, Howard. Yep, and mayonnaise. A little mayonnaise. See, I don't, I don't even like to say mayonnaise. Oh, yeah, but you don't, not, you don't not even say the word. I don't even like to say it. <laughs> but if you order it, you have to say it to him. Give Howard some mayonnaise. I try try to say it fast. Give Howard the, put some M word on there. It's the M word. Put it, (laughs) put, put it on there. Hey, our friends at Neely's actually uh, took care of our Pine Room guys last week. They did. Uh, They really did. Uh, The, uh, the football Friday brought to you by the fine folks at Gumby's and Jill's Gentleman's Club. Uh, They did. uh, I'm going to butcher it, but one of the brothers daughter, who is now the owner of Neely's. Yeah. And I don't want to go out on a limb. I 
think I have it, but I don't want to say for sure. Very, very nice, and she took really good care of those guys last week out in Elm Grove at Gumby's. Brought them food and uh, really took care of them, Howard. Everybody likes the Pine Room Boys. Yeah, what's up with that? And what about us? Here we are. Long, we're like the, we're like the lone canoe in the river, and everybody else down there with the pine room guys. And I'll tell you this: you can put money on this. Howard and I have been going to Neely's a lot longer than them. Punk, I almost called them punks. The pine room punks. No, the pine room boys. Pine room boys. Absolutely. So uh, check out the pine room guys. We mentioned it last hour. It is a Friday there at Gumby's Elm Grove again. I assume Elm Grove this week, and then I think we're going down south to uh, Moundsville for a couple weeks. All right. So uh, 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 Gumby's in Elm Grove. Uh, the Pine Room guys, noon to three today. Tons of fun. Honk your horn. Stop guys. by. Visit with them. Uh, oh, I'm, I speak for them. I hope they don't get mad. You know, walk over, grab a seat, sit down, you know, talk to them. You don't have one of these, do you? You can't see with my bibs. I have my bib overhauls on today. Pine Room shirt. Well, this is a football Friday. I have a I have a Pine Room shirt also, oh, yeah. but uh, it's hard to wear two shirts on Friday. So I have the uh, football Friday Gumby's Jills. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay, yeah, very cool. Because you don't have one. Yet. I don't have one. How come I don't have one? I don't know. Maybe you ought to stop by out there today. Maybe I have to stop by at uh, Gumby's and see. Well, you all stop by and check uh, check it out. Uh, it's eight thirteen here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, tonight is the opening night and concert for uh, the opening night concert. For the Wheeling Symphony, we talked to John Devlin about it earlier this week. Uh, Broadway star uh, Susan Foster is going to be here. Tony Award winner. Uh, she's been on television and a number of different shows. She's going to perform a selection of Broadway classics uh, to start the uh, new season off at the Wheeling Symphony with a bang, so to speak. So I'm looking for uh, – well, here's my problem. I, I want to go to every single concert of this year, everyone. And this one in particular, Broadway shows, Bob. What is more up my alley than Broadway shows? That's you, Howard. But um, having to do with the, the way the family dynamic is working right now, my daughter-in-law is out of town but coming back from Europe late today. we got to make arrangements to you know, pick her, all that kind of good stuff, and we've got Teddy to deal with. And uh, The game plan was for um, the whole family, my, my wife and I and uh, uh, Teddy and uh, Natalie and Jason to all go to all of these things, but... We're not going to make it tonight. I'm going to be really bummed out about that. Well, you know I'm going to be here anyway. You want me to stand up there and scalp your tickets for you, Howard? Who needs four good ones right here? Who needs four? I got four good ones. I got four good. What can I get for four good ones? Uh, it's 7:30 this evening at the Capitol Theater. Uh, be sure to enjoy yourself. But but by by all means, my friends, give yourself extra time. I'm happy. I'm promoting. I'm positive about the symphony concert tonight. But as you all know, I went to the Beatles tribute. Last Saturday night, and I was wanted. I didn't know they've got this whole new security deal going. One of you people, one of our listeners, sent to me a copy of this uh, last night. Uh, when you get your tickets for an event of the Capitol, and now give you a security paper that tells you what's happening. There have been several changes to security protocols for Capitol Theater events. All patrons required to pass through a security and bag inspection upon entry. Any items not permitted in the venue will have to be returned to your vehicle. So if they find something that's not good, back to the parking garage you go. We strongly encourage the use of clear bags or bags measuring no larger than 12 by 12 by 6 for faster ent entry. Medicines or medical equipment will be permitted. Prohibited items include large or oversized bags or backpacks, air horns, coolers, outside food and beverages, thermoses, cans, bottles, flasks, alcoholic beverages, laser pointers, 
video or audio recording devices, professional cameras or lenses, including any detachable lens, laptops, tripods, banners, signs, weapons of any kind, or any other item deemed dangerous or other and or inappropriate. None of that's allowed. I don't have a quarrel with that, but... Geez, to go see the symphony, you know, you got to go, you got to go through the line, take everything out of your pockets. The women have to open up their purses. Then they, they rummage through your purse. Then you got to put your hands over your head like you're in an airport and they wand you. And I don't know what happens if they get a buzz. You know, when I went through the airport security on the way to Route 66, uh, twice I got a buzz and they had to pat me down. Um, don't get lippy, Howard. I don't see you get tased or anything like that. Yeah, I did get lippy last time. and uh, The problem is now it's like going on a trip. Travel day is the airport day when you go on a trip, and it just, oh, get me through this. And then the fun begins. So that's the way it's going to be tonight and every night when you go to the Capitol. get Capitol security to deal with. But remember, the symphony is waiting for you inside, and Susan Foster is going to sing Broadway songs. Brad, Brad McElhinney is coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one, and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. What's up, Ohio Valley? Voted number one Mexican restaurant, El Gran Patron, located at 142 Lafayette Avenue. Open daily Monday through Friday, 11 a.m., Saturday, Sunday, 11.30 a.m. Daily specials, entertainment, Tuesday through Saturday. Check out our Facebook page, El Gran Patron, 304-810-4478. Stop in and see us after home games. We'll be open late. Specials provided with a John Marshall ID. Go Monarchs! You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. Don't just listen. Be part of all of our shows. Use the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline. Call or text us at 304-214-1600. The Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline. Your direct connection to the watchdog. New class, fresh faces. A new school year welcomes us in. It's back to school time. And we're here with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. So long, farewell. Bye bye, so long. See you 
You know, I may have lied, Bob. I said earlier when you played the bumper music for Earth, Wind, and Fire that that was my favorite September song. I forgot about See You in September. When I was a kid, I loved this song. Back in the days when WKWK were the big, the good guys and they, they had the Friday night countdown they would do every Friday. And uh, the yearly countdown, I was so angry because See You in September came in second that year. And I wanted that to be the number one song of the year. And Lou Christie's Lightning Strikes beat out See You in September. And I was so angry about that because I love that song. All right, that's enough of my reminiscing. 821-21 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Brad McElhenney is with us once again. Good morning, Brad. Oh, hi. Good morning, Howard. We are uh, we are kind of lamenting. Well, I'm lamenting. I don't think anybody else is. The end of September. Here we are. The, the, the month is over. The next time we get together on the radio, it's going to be it's going to be October, the 10th month of the year. And that means fall. I can't even claim that we're even close to summer anymore. Fall is just, is just here now. Oh, man. Fall weather has arrived. And people have been wanting, you know, the, the pumpkin spice, and I want to wear my sweaters. But I'm I'm already pre-grieving because I've I've moved ahead mentally to the the dark and damp days of November. And <laughs> December is kind of nice because you know you get Christmas lights and everything. Yeah, that's right. You're right. But then January and February are. Pretty, pretty dark. Yeah, yeah, that's that, a good point. And you're right. By the time you get to Christmas, now you now everything perks up again. But like mid-October to mid-November is just really a bad, you know, ah, I hate that. Listen, uh, we have talked on this radio show, not you and I, but uh, we've had a number of guests on talking about this 14th Amendment um, uh, question that is out there. 14th Amendment of the Constitution says that if you engage in insurrection, you are not eligible to hold a... Uh, uh, a high public office, and uh, there is some suggestion being made by legal scholars, by po- politicians and others, that uh, maybe that should apply to Donald Trump. That for- forget about whether he wins the nomination. Forget about he can't. He's not eligible to serve because of the Fourteenth Amendment. It is by no means settled law. It's about as far from settled law as you can get. But we do have an, uh, we have a suit over that issue now in West Virginia, among other states, right? We do, and the the issue you just described is is very serious and high minded. Uh, it began with it, it gained steam with notable conservative thinkers, uh, a couple of academics who endorsed the theory in the New York Times, and then gained more momentum when Lawrence Tribe, a liberal constitutional scholar at Harvard, and retired Judge Michael Ludig joined forces to 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 embrace the theory that the, the 14th Amendment, which came out of, uh, was, a, was a result of the Civil War and, and Confederates moving back into public life, it, it disallowed office holders who have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. So the, the question in high-minded circles is, would that apply to President Trump's January 6th activities? There is a lawsuit in West Virginia and parallel lawsuits in other states. Um, the, the Republican political figures in West Virginia have, have generally blamed the left or Democrats for doing it. But the guy who has filed is a relatively obscure lawyer who's representing himself from the North Texas area. His name is... Uh, John Anthony Castro, 
he wants to be a write-in candidate for president in states around the country. As a, as a Republican, right? As a Republican. He, he has run in recent years in Texas as a Republican, uh, trying to take on John Cornyn, the incumbent senator, two years ago, and then ran in a special election for an open House of Representatives seat. Didn't do very well, uh, but ran as a Republican. His, his contention works on two levels. He, he is making this case about the 14th Amendment rendering Trump ineligible, but also is in the federal court system, you've got to demonstrate harm. And the harm that he specifically tries to demonstrate is by, by being on the ballot, he says that Trump will be taking votes away from him. Uh, so it's it's working on those two levels. And then the third level is the political reaction in West Virginia. And it is uh, <laughs> a few days ago. It was a, an overwhelming. <laughs> it was a frenzy of response against this lawsuit. My, my first uh, comment I heard was from uh, the Republican Party via Elgin McArdle, who was pretty uh, vociferous about it. Mac Warner, I could almost hear him pounding the table. I mean, his press conference, it wasn't, but his press release, I, I kept envisioning Donald Trump's truth social with the exclamation points and so on. Mac Warner was really uh, distressed by this. I mean, the, the Republican reaction, honestly, to, uh, this is still a legitimate question, but by no means a settled question. I thought that maybe the Republican response was a little bit over the top. That's just my opinion. I viewed it mostly as political signaling. You know, if you can't get a Trump endorsement, what you do is you endorse Trump and you you hug him every step of the way and signal to the voters that you're in his camp. And in West Virginia, name recognition is hard to come by. And so, you know, what you do is you associate yourself with the guy who does have the name recognition and a great deal of, pos of, of popularity, Donald Trump. So each of these statements, uh, like from the Republican Party, from Secretary of State Warner, who is a defendant in this lawsuit, by the way, as in his official capacity as the state's top election officer, uh, both of the Congress people, Mooney and Miller, um, each of them put out a statement, and, and they, they demonstrated support for Trump, which is a good political signal in West Virginia, but also made, you know, a legitimate case that West Virginians who, who get ballots have the right to make their decisions about, you know, who, who should be on the ballot. The, the, the third thing that they didn't get at was this this 14th Amendment issue, didn't didn't even actually address it. The the thing that I think is missed in the midst of all of the, the tempest over this, at least as I read almost everybody's comments, uh, but in particular, Mac Warner, since he is the Secretary of State. The 14th Amendment, as I understand the way, if it were to be declared, the Trump were, were, if it were to apply to Trump, if courts would decide that, it would be the state's responsibility. It would go to the individual states to decide whether Donald Trump, under the 14th Amendment, could be on their ballot in West Virginia, in Texas, or, or whatever. Mac Warner says, and the others do as well, but Mac is the one that I'm particularly noted because he's Secretary of State, says that it is my job to make sure every eligible voter is on the ballot. Well, I think they missed the point, which is the 14th Amendment claims that he is an ineligible voter. 
I'm not saying is. I'm just saying that's the claim that's being made. Certainly every eligible voter should be on the ballot, but the, the claim being made by the 14th is, is Trump eligible or not? I also wondered some specifics about Max claims because, as you say, the, the, the 14th Amendment question is, has, has Trump's activity rendered himself ineligible? And Warner says that he will uh, do everything that the Constitution calls for. Well, this is a constitutional question. Right. Uh, I will say, as a practical matter, various states around the country in general are reluctant to themselves take on the responsibility of answering this question, Yep. Uh, even in democratic states. Yep. And it's, it's not an easy question to answer because Trump, to this point, has not been convicted of insurrectionist activity. It's kind of a judgment call. And should, should an individual, even as a state's election officer, make that call themselves? I, I think that's a tough one. What, what this lawsuit lays out is that, you know, that, that Trump, uh, th- this is the lawsuit, not necessarily me talking, but the argument it makes is that Trump encouraged, uh, in particular, the Proud Boys, stand back and stand by, uh, the Oath Keepers, the, the question of giving comfort and aid to insurrectionists uh, with, with those groups who have, whose leaders have now been convicted of sedition, which is akin to insurrection, he has signaled that he would strongly consider pardons. So is that providing comfort and aid to seditionists who are kind of like insurrectionists? Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting, an interesting set of facts to consider, but if I were a secretary of state or a judge in this case, eventually this is in judge Berger's court, I'd have a hard time making that call as an individual involving voters who could be affected not only in the West Virginia district, but around the country. As this 14th Amendment argue, uh, argument has been made uh, in public and, you know, social, not social media, but, but in, in public and debated uh, over the last number of months, it clearly is a foggy question. Uh, there are those who support the use of the 14th against Donald Trump's being on the ballot, or actually not being on the ballot, but on him serving in office, uh, suggests that it's a self-defining mechanism that you don't that that by definition you, you look you see did he engage in insurrection doesn't require some um, some arguments are doesn't require conviction it doesn't require court ruling it's simply you look and you say yes he engaged in insurrection therefore he's not not there uh, my point is it's just right now this is still a very very murky issue I think it's going to come into closer clearer relief as time goes by. I'm not sure through this particular suit here in this particular state, but I think this 14th Amendment issue is going to get better definition before we get to the election. Yeah, you know, I I just think at this point defining, well, America is divided on whether those January 6th activities were an insurrection or not. Um, You know, it's easier to say when... This was, a, this was an outcome, the 14th Amendment, Article 3, an outcome of the Civil War. Uh, clearly, that was. I mean, it was one part of the country at war with another. 
it's it's America is divided on what that was, right. and and Trump's role has not yet been generally agreed upon. If if he were convicted in the January sixth case being brought by the special prosecutor in D.C., then you know you could you could sort of lay out the factual grounds more clearly, but. That that case is scheduled for trial right during the electoral process next spring. So it, it's just it, it's a tough one, and I don't think we're going to get an answer at this moment. Uh, you mentioned Judge Berger will have the case, but actually a magistrate um, setting some timelines on it, and he's not interested in moving along too quickly, as I understand your story from yesterday. Yes, the case has been assigned to Judge Irene Berger in the district court for Southern West Virginia, but... Some of the preliminary stuff has gone to Magistrate Judge Omar Abahassan. And the guy who filed the case, last name Castro, wanted a, a preliminary injunction, a temporary restraining order, immediately moving forth on not allowing Trump to have ballot activities. And he wanted an emergency bench trial, three things. And Abahassan laid aside the 14th Amendment question. And essentially said, slow your roll. There's, there's not actually a ballot emergency here. You haven't proven that. There, there's no harm immediately to your campaign. We need to give it just a minute to hear from Trump's representatives, uh, from Secretary of State Warner and others, and just hear it out a little bit. So it's, it's a bit of a procedural matter, but it, to me, it, it took the air out of it somewhat, particularly when you know, you compare it to the political rush to comment by the political figures in West Virginia right. who had their hair on fire. <laughs> they certainly did. All right, Brad, I appreciate your time this morning. I have to move on. I got some other things I got to contend with here, but uh, I want to make sure that we had a chance to talk about this, put it on the record. I don't know where this story will go in West Virginia. I guarantee you the 14th Amendment discussion is going to continue across the country. Uh, for a while, and we'll, as I said, I think at some point come into clearer relief as to what exactly it's all about. But at least we, uh, we've we set the table here for what's happening in West Virginia. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. I will talk to you uh, probably next week sometime. Very good. Thanks, Howard. Thanks. Brad McElhinney, Metro News, uh, checking in this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 8.35, 25 before the hour. Now, she would never engage in insurrection. She just wants to go traveling. Jennifer's coming up with the travel show next. Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this September the 29th. Bishop Jeffrey Monforton is leaving the Catholic Diocese of Steubenville immediately to become an auxiliary bishop in the Archdiocese of Detroit. Stepping in to become the leader of the Steubenville Diocese is Bishop Emeritus Paul Bradley, whose title will be Apostolic Administrator. There was a brief news conference held yesterday, and all those details can be found at WTRF.com. And an 18-year-old wheeling man is behind bars this morning after he was charged with attempted murder and armed robbery. The incident occurred just before 5.30 p.m. on Wednesday in the Perkins parking lot. Police say Robert Paul Thompson got out of the car and fired shots at the car as it was driving away. Thompson then ran through the wheeling tunnel and was arrested near the 10th Street parking garage. Police say they found a gun on Thompson. He was arraigned yesterday by an Ohio County magistrate who set bond at $100,000. He is currently in the Northern Regional Jail. Over to Ohio now. We just checked and authorities are still investigating this morning after a car drove into a house in Martins Ferry. 
They say it happened at the intersection of Glens Run and Florence Street. The Ohio State Highway Patrol was on scene as well as other agencies. We haven't heard a report on any injuries yet, but we'll be sure to update you as soon as we learn more. So stay with 7 News for updates. And at least 31 infants were illegally abandoned in dangerous locations in the U.S. in 2021 alone, and 22 of them died. In order to combat this statistic in our area, Sierra Beaver, owner of the Marikai Hair Salon, is working to bring two safe haven baby boxes to downtown Wheeling. One will be at the new fire department headquarters, and one will be at Wheeling Island Station at 11th North Wabash Street. They're hoping to fundraise $20,000 to get the boxes up and running. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. It's up, up, and away for the Mountaineers as they head to TCU for a very important Big 12 date. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. Hello and welcome to The Kroger Show. At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home, giving you more time to enjoy your tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It is a travel day for the Mountaineer football team. West Virginia making its way to Fort Worth, Texas. That after spending the last three weeks in the friendly confines of Milan Pushkar Stadium. Now life gets a little bit difficult when you play away from home. So what's the story on this matchup? Well, to be quite honest with you, since joining the Big 12 Conference, remember that both West Virginia and TCU came in together, the Mountaineers have done quite well. They are 6-5 and five in true Big 12 games, including 3-2 and two in games played in Fort Worth. You might remember that these two teams played once before conference membership. That was back in 1984. West Virginia beat the Horned Frogs in the Blue Bonnet Bowl. Last year, close game in Morgantown as TCU was on its way to the national championship game. West Virginia had fourth quarter opportunities but could not get it done. TCU won that game by a score of 41-31. to Last time the two teams played in Fort Worth was 2021. West Virginia won that game by a score of 29-17. to That victory marked two straight road wins and four wins in the past five years against TCU. So yes, West Virginia has played well against TCU. So what's it going to take tomorrow? Well, West Virginia might have to win ugly again for a third straight week. Holding on to that football and West Virginia's defense must continue to play at a very high level to slow down a TCU team that is currently averaging 38 points per game. Pre-game coverage here begins at 5 tomorrow. Kick is at 8. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. 
Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. I'm a traveling man, made a lot of stops all over the world, and in every port I own the heart of at least one lovely girl. It is one of my favorite parts of the week. I gotta be brutally honest about it because I, I am getting more and more uh, interested in traveling and going places and doing things, and so every Friday I get to take a good look at all the places the folks from Unigalobal High Valley Traveler are going. Jennifer is here with us this morning. I thought you were on the European cruise, no? I No one had room in their suitcase for me. Okay. I asked all 77 <laughs> passengers who has room for me, and no one did. That's a, that's a big group. It is. I, there, there is somebody. Bill's taking that, and isn't some one Georgette. Of, Georgette's with mm -hmm. him. Okay, all right. Well, that makes sense. She's, yeah. Uh, yeah. They had um, a one pre-night option and a two pre-night option. So Georgette went with the two-night group. Bill went with the one-night group, and now they're all on the same cruise ship together. I didn't realize uh, a number of people I know were on that trip. Uh, Bill and Carol Sykes, who traveled with us uh, on Route 66 last year, and a couple of months ago, they brought they came in here and brought us donuts one morning. They don't live here. They live in, in eastern Ohio. But uh, she brought us donuts. I said, well, oh, were you guys, are you going on the trip? Said, no, no, we were up for the Northern European cruise night. And they've been sending me pictures every day of what they're doing there. And a couple other people that I have now realized are on that trip. Uh, but I guess it's not hard to find people with you got 77 people. That's a, that, is that one of the larger groups you've ever had? I would say yes, except for that last week we had 133 on the New England cruise. Holy so moly. So they were running neck and neck for a while. We had a joke in the office about keeping track of who was booking what because at the moment like they each had 30, they each had 40, they each had 50, <laughs> and then New England skyrocketed. But, it, yes, it's one of the larger groups. What's interesting about New England is that is that the, the cruise? Mm-hmm. You've done that for a lot of years. This is not something new, right? This was the 19th or 20th time to offer that New England And cruise. you still have a 100 and some people who want to go on that. I That was my first non-Caribbean cruise. And I really liked it. There was There is something calmer. I'm not sure what the word. It's, it's a little less hectic than a Caribbean cruise, you know? I would agree with that because I think that the Caribbean's nice because you have the blue water and the sand and the... Drinking your well, hand. I got nothing bad to say about a Caribbean yeah, cruise. Like Don't get me wrong. They're wonderful, but there is something different about New England because it is. It's like you got the trees and the scenery, and everyone up there just like lives this relaxing life, and it's just all your stress goes away. It is. It's yeah. I don't want to get stressed when you go to uh, on a Caribbean cruise. There's just a lot of activity. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm mean, just just the music. I didn't get an you know yeah. Caribbean. <laughs> but um, that that New England cruise is just a. It's just relaxing. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, and you end up in, I don't, know, I don't know if you're still doing it or not, end up in Peggy's Cove, you know. God, what yes. a beautiful place that is. Mm -hmm. So, 
Uh, I'm so, so but you still get a hundred and some people for that. Yeah, we had 133 this year. Three buses left from here to take them up to New York and get on the pier. That is that is cool. Mm-hmm. My uh, daughter-in-law ran into Bill. Uh, my daughter-in-law, as the audience knows, uh, for work travels to Europe two or three times a year, and uh, she's she's there this week. But she was flying out last week, and uh, she texted me. She said, "Is Bill Bryson a?" balding thin guy i said yeah she's like i think he's on this flight and i said oh well that would make sense because mm. he was going over there so she went up and introduced herself to him and and they had a nice conversation that's but, so, such a small world isn't it that's what that's what's <laughs> funny to me it's a small world you know no let me rephrase that and it makes a point when you broaden yourself up to traveling it becomes a small world Beautiful. You know, you have to, you know, if you if all you do is stay at home in your own little, you know, world, your own little world, mm-hmm. you're not going to meet new and different people or even bump into your people, you know, in unusual places. You have to get out and go do things. That is a great way to word that. <laughs> well, yes. if you're interested in getting out and doing things, uh, you're thinking about uh, late this year or beginning of next year, the uh, travel show. Which not this travel show, the Friday travel <laughs> show, but the big travel show, which will be held up at the Highlands Event Center on the uh, uh, April twenty, October twenty eighth. Oh 8th. my gosh, I don't have a date on that. It's not. I'm, I'm just looking at the front of this. There's no date on this. Uh, October twenty eighth. It is always the best way to kind of get a big overview of everything that you guys are doing. So. Um, you have a look at almost all of the upcoming trips. First place, part of the fun of it is there's pictures from the year gone by. Yes. So you get to see some of the scenes from the trips of the year gone by. But then pretty much everything you're going to do next year as a group, uh, group tours and so on, are presented to everybody. Yeah, we like to kind of just, you know, hold them all tight, make sure we have all the details and pricing and everything ready. And then at our travel show, just let them loose and have you see all of your options because we kind of learned that like oh if we only put out january february march people are hesitant because well we want to see what you have april may june july Uh, absolutely so we will actually have all of 2024 up until christmas ready and set um we're still working on the christmas ones for next year um and then we have a 2025 group trip to iceland that will be um presented there so yeah, it's a, a lot of fun to put the trips together and then put the travel show together and watch everyone just decide where they want to go next. Your point about wanting to see a whole year at a time is really is important because Nancy and I are usually say, well, maybe we'll do a couple of trips, but where do we plan them? All right, so we're definitely going to do this, whatever this is. Now we got that on the calendar. Now, now that's a spring trip. Now we need to see what are we going to do in the fall. But but you got to know what's there. Right. So that's what's neat about. The travel show. I'm just skimming over here. Of course, you have holiday tours. You have uh, uh, lots of cruises, um, the Alaska cruise, the, um, the Bermuda cruise, many others. Lots of sports events going on. Uh, whatever kind of a, a trip you're interested in for the coming year, there will be presentations about it, uh, pictures, slides, conversation. And better than that, you can talk to people who are putting the trip together because you have, I think, a large number of vendors uh, showing up this year. We do. It's the most vendors ever. We have over 20 of them coming. Um, we have every cruise line, Royal Caribbean, Norwegian, Carnival, Celebrity will be there. Um, we have for European and domestic travel, Colette, Globus. Um, we have River Cruising with Avalon and Alma. We have our all-inclusives with Apple Vacations, um, Aruba Visitors Bureau, Jamaica, 
We have some of the resorts, Iberia Star Resorts, Re Resorts, um, a ton of different Disney's coming. Um, it's just a ton of different vendors that some we've had in the past and you'll see and recognize if you've been there before and other ones are, you know, oh yeah, it finally worked in their schedule. You know, we've asked them to come for years and it finally worked. So it was something truly for everyone at the travel show. And if you, you know, what I just wander around and grab the brochures or the flyers or things that strike your fancy, uh, take them all home, lay them out on the dining room table at some point, and you all start to decide where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And maybe, like in our case, we ask some friends, say, all right, well, what do you guys think? You know, because we'll go with some friends to the travel show. What do you think? Well, I, I really like this one. You want to do that? Well, let's see how we can work the, the scheduling out. It's just, it's a real fun thing to do. Uh, so, my favorite part of the travel show, minus the tribute to past travels because that one's really fun to to even put together and put the music with it and everything um but it's so fun to watch people go around run into people that they were on a trip with oh yeah we haven't seen you in a year or two years or three years and then they go off to the tables in the back and just do exactly what you say they lay it all out and they're looking and comparing and then i usually work the booking table and they'll come up to me and here's like six people we're ready to book we want this one i'm like this (laughs) is just so fun to watch (laughs) i've said this before and i don't want to overly repeat myself but then again the audience knows i frequently do um one of the great parts about traveling particularly with the uniglobe uh in a group tour is you make so many friends uh, the first tr- tour or two that Nancy went on, you get a little trepidation. It's like, I don't know these people. Who's going to be here? You know, we're, we're not with the, anybody we know. And it's amazing how within a couple of days they become friends. And then we now have, I mean, real honest-to-goodness friends that we've known now over the last 10, 12 years from different trips. And, you know, it's, it's, you catch up. You know, hey, where you been? Where you going? And the big question always is, where are you going this year? Where are you going this year? Yeah, and that's it's funny because when I first started dating my now husband, he knew everybody. We'd go out to eat, and he'd be <laughs> running into this person and that person. And now we go out to eat, and it's like, that's a traveler, that's a traveler, that's a traveler. And he's like, oh, I thought I knew more people than you. I'm like, not anymore. Because it is. It's fun that, like, you went on this trip with someone, and then you run into them months later. And it's, remember that time? Remember this? Um, I just went to a, a banquet this week, and that's what there were 12 Uniglobe travelers there. Right there. Someone just gotten off Route 66, and we're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm. That was just so great. I'm ready to go back." And it's just fun to reminisce and talk about what's coming next. And it's, it's why I love my job. It, by the <laughs> way, that Route Route 66 was absolutely phenomenal. I, I the second part was to me even better than the first part. And the first part was tremendous. But that, the second uh, part that we did was just great. Some of the some of the places we went, things we did. Great food, fun times. Boy, it was a good. It was just a. It was and I, my first ever glimpse of the Pacific Ocean. So that was oh, really wow, cool. Oh wow, very nice. You're gonna do. I don't think you have it on the calendar yet because you haven't got it all put together. And I think maybe it'll be two years because that's the hundredth anniversary. But you will be going back to Route 66 again Correct. at some point. Yeah, we'll split it up like we did and do the first half first and the second half second. Um, but we're looking at doing them in 2025, four, 2024. I forget what year we're in. Nope, that's not right. 2025. <laughs> oh, it's hard when you're in 23, planning 24, but looking at 25, 25. Like, you forget what year you're in. Listen, so it's hard for me to think about October, so oh, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, and backtracking on that, uh, September, that was not my favorite song of September. It was 
21st of September. Oh, that's Earth, a Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's, yes. It is it's darn good. It, it is a darn good song. Um, but so 2025, we will bring back Route 66 and split it as two, first half, second half. And there will it, that will be the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Mother Road, and yes. I'm sure they'll have all kinds of special stuff going on. So. And that's it. When we went to the American Bus Association conference that we do every year this past January, that's who kind of put the trigger in our head. They're like, oh, well, we're we're from this town in Route 66, and in 2025, we're doing 100 year. And Bill and I just look at each other. We're like, okay, that's when. Here we go. That's when we go back. <laughs> Let's do it. Bob, do I have to take a break? Am I okay? Okay, thank you. Um, before I leave the travel show, and I will leave it now with one more thing, there will be a couple of seminars that will break out sessions. People can get together in a side room or in a side corner of the room and talk about some specific things. Yes. So we like to, as much as we like people to just roam the floor and find what they like, we know that they want you know more specifics, more details on some of our bigger trips. Um, so we're going to do a seminar on the Icon of the Sea, which is Royal Caribbean's newest ship. And we have a group sailing on it in April, but you can go anytime that you want and start sailing in January. Um, so we'll do a seminar on that. We'll do a seminar just on Rocky Mountaineer in general and all the train trips that they have to offer. And that, then, that's really caught on, that Rocky Mountaineer, hasn't it? It has, yeah. And it's funny that like prior to them coming to the U.S., we'd maybe get one or two requests a year of like, I want to do a train in Canada. What's this Rocky Mountaineer? And we would, you know, tell them about it, sell them, get it booked. They'd come back, have a wonderful time. And now that it's in the continental U.S. and you can go, you know, just fly to Denver and be on the train, we have had more requests than ever. So that one has definitely caught on. I, I just know I'm just discovering more and more. We went to the, I guess we were one of the first ones when they came here. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, you took the second, this, that same year you were right behind us yes. on another trip. But um, we, 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 I felt like, okay, that was interesting. I thought it was one of the first ones. But since then, I bump into people all the time who tell me, oh, we, we did that or we're going to do that or we're out the Rocky Mountaineer. So it, it's clearly very popular. Mm -hmm. Your uh, European cruises are going to be uh, also in a breakout session. Yeah, we're going to do the Rhine River cruise in 2024. We're going to do a Northern Italy tour in 2024 and then in Ireland and Scotland. So we'll do those as three different seminars at the Travel Show. All right. The Travel Show is October the 28th. Up at the Highlands uh, Event Center from noon till 3, and uh, you want to check things out. Uh, you can drop in or drop out if you want to. You don't have to spend the whole time there, but catch the presentations, the, take a look at some of the pictures from the past year, look at what the trips are that are coming up, take part in some of the seminars, and uh, wander the room and talk to people, talk to friends, talk to your travel mates, and talk to the people who are putting uh, these things together. Absolutely. Now, Bob asked me earlier this morning, if I had any more uh, vacations coming up, and the short answer is yes, I do, because I'm going to the Greenbrier with you guys uh, at Christmas time, which I'm really looking forward to. I am also looking forward to that one for you, because <laughs> um, that's one that I always want to do, and Georgette claims it every time. So <laughs> next year, next year. Um, but yeah, that one we do still have space on. It's December seventeenth to the twentieth, and we bus you there to the Greenbrier, and then you get to spend three nights at the resort taking in their holiday decorations um the pool if you want to there is an indoor pool um you can casino the, if you want to play a casino. casino historical tours the bunker tour there's a theater that they'll do different movies or show nights um afternoon teas there's just something to do for everyone and you have three days to explore at your leisure i have been to the Greenbrier a number of times uh only stayed there once but I've visited there a number of times. It's a it's a beautiful place. I know I said this to you before. My uh, son, daughter-in-law, and grandson Teddy did Christmas of the Greenbrier last year, 
and the pictures they sent back were just amazing. I mean, you talk about a, a, a Christmas fantasy land. It's just, they really do it upright. And that's what we did this trip two years ago and did it as a two-night stay. And that's what everyone was like, we need another night. We need three nights. We want to come back. So that's what we brought it back again. And that's what the pictures that Georgette brings back and the, the travelers bring back or um, follow a lot of them on Facebook and see them posting it. It is just beautiful. And Fantasyland is a good way to describe it because it is so well decorated at Christmas. My wife asked me, she said just last night, she said, do, uh, do we have to dress up for anything? I said, yes. Yes, you do. Yes. This is not this is not jeans and a t-shirt place. This is the Greenbrier. Yes, you do have to dress up. You um, ain't going to afternoon tea in... In, in your Football Friday shirt and right. my Disney sweatshirt today. No. So, um, yes, there is a dress code. Um, in the mornings, you know, up until lunch, you're fine. If you do the afternoon tea... Uh, they do ask you to be dressed up for men, you know, khakis, polos, dress shirt. But dinner is jacket, you are, tie, yeah, yeah. suit. So it is a – and that makes it more of the experience. Sure you does. dress up and go out to dinner and, and get to sit around and listen to music playing or watch, you know, hopefully the snow is falling outside when you're there. And it puts a little twist of magic on. I, um, I have been there before. I've been to the bunker before, but that's something else I'm looking forward to is the bunker tour. I, I, I have, haven't been there for a number of years. I just want to go back through it again. Bob, if they don't let me out of the bunker, uh, you'll have to call the governor, right? Say, I'll call JJ. Say, you remember your buddy Howard? He said he did such a wonderful job. He's, they got him locked up in the bunker. Now, is this after we're going to uh, do the Halloween costume uh, at the end of the month, yeah, Howard? Uh, then, yeah, maybe, maybe I better not make fun of the governor before I need his help. Uh, you got a Nashville trip coming up for Christmas, too? We do, and that one's my personal favorite All that right. I've done probably four times now and won't give up. So Georgette and I, are, are, she won't give up the Greenbrier. I won't give up Nashville. <laughs> Um, but that one's great because we stay at the Gaylord Opryland Resort, which is also decorated extremely well for Christmas um, with the lights, the trees. They have a fountain show in the middle that is to Christmas music. Um, the uh, rain, the reindeer, the horses that are by the statues have wreaths around them and this and that. So and that one's filled with a ton of entertainment, which is why I like it. You have. The Amy Grant and Vince Gill show, the Grand Old Opry Christmas show. Is this the one with the ice sculpture? Yes, yes. So the resort does put on, um, they truly do a whole room, not room, auditorium, convention center full of ice sculptures. And they're a different theme, which I haven't heard this year's theme yet, but in the past they've done uh, Snoopy Charlie Brown. They did Elf one year. They did Frosty the Snowman. And I don't know what this year's theme is yet, but we will get a chance to see that at the resort as well. Anything else about Christmas you want to tell us real quick? It's 87 days, so plan your trip now. Oh, you're counting. <laughs> <you're laughs> not that I'm counting, not but that it's you're 87 counting down, days. You're counting down. All right. Uh, I recommend every year I say this, I'm going to say it again. We always get too wrapped up in our Christmas activities at Christmas time, the way you make sure that you enjoy Christmas. Book something that you have to do. Put a trip in the middle of it. Then you have you won't get say, oh, I'm just going to I'm going to go do I'm going to go shopping. No, you'll go on the trip and, and it will be a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to the Greenbrier in particular. All right, folks who have interest in the travel show, October 28th, if you want to call Uniglobe, 304-232-5171. I get you confused with the symphony sometimes. It's 5171. <laughs> or it, better yet, just drop by the corner of 12th and Market Streets, and you guys will talk to them. Absolutely. All We're right. always there to help. All right. Good to talk to you. You too, Howard. All right. You back next week? or? Um, No. Bill's Bill, not Bill, Bill oh, will Bill be, will be back, back because okay. I'll be in Virginia Beach. All so right. you get Bill again. All right. Well, enjoy the beach. Thank you. <laughs> 9 o'clock, Watchdog Morning Show. Thank you.
From ABC News, I'm Derek Dennis. Breaking news. Multiple reports this morning that California Senator Dianne Feinstein has died at the age of 90. ABC News is working to confirm this. Dianne Feinstein has been in decline in health in recent months. More as we learn it here on ABC News. No deal in sight to avert a government shutdown. Republicans and Democrats still at odds over federal spending, border security, millions and more fighting for Ukraine. Midnight tomorrow night deadline. Message from the White House Friday morning with less than 48 hours until government funding expires is that Congress needs to do its job and pass a bill to keep the government operating, even if it's a short-term measure. National Security Spokesman John Kirby on Good Morning America says there is not much that can be done from the White House. This is between Speaker McCarthy and a, and a small group of House Republicans that want to hold the entire U.S. government hostage is between him and his caucus, and they need to solve this problem. Washington. A last-ditch delay. Former President Trump's New York civil fraud case rejected by judge. Trial will go on next week. On the witness list, Trump and three of his adult children on claims his personal and business assets were inflated for better business deals. Auto workers union leaders today more plants will be targeted in ongoing it's day 14 of this, and all signs point to more plants and facilities shutting down as more workers hit the picket lines. President Fain warned that if serious progress has not been made, this strike will widen. He's used that pressure tactic before. That's ABC's Terry Moran in Detroit. Once again, back to our top story. Reports now confirmed that California Senator Dianne Feinstein had died at the age of 90 years old. You're listening to ABC News. Have you Googled yourself lately? Are there negative posts from an ex-employee or from a former client? Maybe an outdated news article or sensitive personal information about your family? Search engines don't always get it right. But right or wrong, it's your reputation on the line. That's where Reputation Defender by Norton comes in. One of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. Reputation Defender has been fixing people's search results for over 15 years. Their cutting-edge approaches help you to wipe away unwanted information in your search results. They also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, helping you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. Take control with Reputation Defender. You can start by getting your free Reputation Report Card at reputationdefender.com or call 800-401-6681 to speak to an expert. That's 800-401-6681. Baton Rouge City officials are still reeling from the revelation that the FBI is investigating multiple allegations of abuse and torture by officers inside a police warehouse reportedly called the Brave Cave. Metro Councilwoman Shauna Banks. Very aware the Brave Cave is, is in an area where we have the highest amount of time. So in the community, it's police. Um, there's great, a, a lot of distrust. Um, so all of us who outside of that area, 
would not have known that this was going on. Banks says she was not surprised when she learned about the allegations. France updates its policy on supplying weapons to Ukraine. The floodgates of weapons transfers from Paris are over. French defense minister Sebastian Lecornu at a meeting in Kiev says weapon systems will be shut, but things like ammunition will continue to flow in. Having done air defense systems, artillery, armored vehicles, and other weaponry. France anxious not to deplete its own defenses. Tom Rivers, ABC News at the Falcon Desk. A nation recall involving five-in-one rocker bassinets sold online at businesses, including Walmart, as babies could be suffocated or strangled. Federal safety regulators are warning parents to stop using them immediately. This is ABC News. Ugh, after a big dinner, my nighttime heartburn would keep me up. I'd be taking antacid after antacid all night long. But then I tried Prilosec OTC. Just one pill a day blocks my frequent heartburn for a full 24 hours, giving me one and done heartburn relief. Without heartburn keeping me up, <sighs> I could have a restful night's sleep. Prilosec OTC. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. Police in Cleveland say 